Hi, thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is September 27th, 2023. Today's song recommendation is There Was Jesus by Zach Williams and Dolly Parton. Today's scripture will be found in the book of Genesis. We are continuing reading one chapter at a time, and we are on Genesis chapter 18. The last time we read the story of Sarai and Hagar, and now in chapter 17 is the the covenant of circumcision in the flesh. If you're familiar with the New Testament, there is a circumcision of the heart that is the true circumcision one must believe that jesus christ is the son of god our messiah and that he was and is and is to come and that he is he is the son of god he's the promised messiah we must believe that we must confess it and believe it in our heart and have faith in jesus circumcision of the flesh is not going to give you eternity with Jesus or save you. You, you're, you cannot be born again if you if you go have a circumcision of the flesh. That doesn't that does not work. This is a covenant between Abraham and God, Abraham and God. It's a covenant to promise him to possess uh, all the land that God had promised. This was a promise of, uh, he says, well, we'll get to this in a minute, but I will give to you and to your descendants after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. This is the, the covenant of circumcision of the flesh. So go ahead and grab your Bibles. Turn to Genesis chapter 17. My Bible that I have today is a New American Standard Bible. But when I finish reading, uh, if you follow me, you know I read the Bible from beginning to end, and I am currently on uh, the book of Jude. So I'm just about done um, again with this Bible, the American Standard Bible, but it's such, it's such a good book. I am going to be starting, when I read again, it'll be from the New King James Bible. So I'll be, every time I read, I'll read from that, from that, that version. So, okay, chapter 17, Abraham and the Covenant of Circumcision. And this is also when God names Abram, Abraham, and Sarai, Sarah. So this is an important uh, chapter. Well, it's all important. Now, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. 
Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations from you, and kings will come forth from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. I will give to you and to your descendants after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. God said further to Abraham, Now as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you, throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep, between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be the sign of the covenant between me and you. And every male among you who is eight days old shall be circumcised throughout your generations, a servant who is born in the house or who is bought with money from any foreigner who is not of your descendants. A servant who is born in your house or who is bought with your money shall surely be circumcised. Thus shall my covenant be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. But an uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and indeed I will give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Will a child be born to a man one hundred years old? And will Sarah who is ninety years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. But God said, No, but Sarah your wife will bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I will bless him, and I will make him fruitful, and I will multiply him exceedingly. He shall become the father of twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this season next year. When he finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham then Abraham took Ishmael his son, 
and all the servants who were born in his house, and all who were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's household, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the very same day as God had said to him. Now Abraham was ninety-nine years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, and Ishmael his son was thirteen years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. In the very same day Abraham was circumcised, and Ishmael his son. All the men of his household, who were born in the house or bought with money from a foreigner, were circumcised with him. Pause. <laughs> Quite a bloody event, because Abraham had a lot of people that were born in his house. If you recall, uh, when he went to go fight the evil kings, he had like 308 people that were in his house at that point, and this is a while later. But we get to read in the next chapter, chapter 18, the birth of Isaac promised. But Abraham, he, he laughs. He laughed in his heart and laugh out loud because he's 99 years old here, and he realizes that if Sarah is to get pregnant, he'll be 100 when when he's born, Isaac is born, and Sarah is 90. So this is of the miraculous, right? God, only God can cause Sarah to have a child to, to get pregnant at 90 years old, and he sure did. Remember we read in the Psalm, if you follow me, I, I hope that you go back and listen to the Psalms. They're so important as well. In the last Psalm we read, we read how the descent, the forefathers passed down information from generation to generation to generation. So they they know all of this, all of these miracles that God has performed. And of course, to this very day, though the people born from the flesh of Abraham are circumcised in the flesh. If they're not, they're they're cast out to this day. They're keeping the covenant, this covenant, this blood covenant of the flesh to this very day. Now, just to kind of go back into the chapter, I only circled a few things from this chapter. I, and first and foremost, in verse 1, that the Lord appears to Abraham. Abraham isn't just hearing God's voice. He is seeing God and hearing God. He's present here. This is the Son of God before incarnation, before coming down to be born a couple thousand years later. So it's even longer than that between Abraham and when the Messiah was born. I, I, I don't keep up with numbers. You can always probably find fault if I try to even do that because I, I don't have time to, for timelines. So anyway, so he appeared to Abraham. I have that, have that circles. And he tells Abram, I am God almighty. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I don't know if I personally would have laughed at God if God himself appeared in front of me and told me that if I was 99 years old, that I was going to get pregnant. I don't, I, 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 
if he's God, I would I would believe him. But I wouldn't. It's not that it doesn't say that Abraham didn't believe God for this. He just said that he laughed at the idea that he's ninety nine and Sarah's ninety. He laughed about it later on when we read um, Sarah about when she gets told she's going to have a baby. She also giggles anyway. So then I also circled. Um, he told Abraham, and Abraham always did walk before him and was blameless. He's a great patriarch, Abraham, that is talked always referenced even in the Old New Testament. And he says, I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. One other thing I, I underline in verse 4, that God promises Abraham that he'll be a father of a multitude of nations, not just a nation. Because when he talks about Ishmael, he says he's going to multiply him exceedingly, but he will only be a great nation, not plural. Now, nations to Abraham are you and I. We are the spiritual, we are of the spiritual seed of Abraham because we believe in the promise, they believed in the promised Messiah and we believe in the Messiah. So we are spiritual descendants of Abraham. I have circled. Um, Again, he says in the end of verse 5, a father of multitude of nations, plural. And he says kings will come forth from him. And, and not only kings, but remember Mary is a descendant of Abraham, of his uh of the physical of the blood and the king of kings comes forth through her well this he is the son of god the bloodline doesn't it doesn't get passed down through the uh through joseph because joseph is also a descendant of abraham but none of his blood his contaminated blood gets into jesus god is jesus's father coming from mary's womb so that that is all important. You know, the King of Kings comes forth from Mary. And one quick way to know that Mary is of the seed of Abraham, of the bloodline, is there's a conversation between her and her cousin Elizabeth. And Elizabeth comes from the family of the Levites. And the Levites is a direct descendant of the 12 tribes of Abraham, of Jacob. Well, Jacob comes from Abraham. Abraham gets renamed uh, um, Israel. And from the from Israel comes the 12 tribes and the Levites. Uh, Levi is one. Anyway, I didn't mean to go off on that. But uh, what else do I have underlined here that I found, found significant? Well, the, they go on to the circumcision. And I want to make it clear that this is this is a covenant between Abraham and God and Abraham to give him the land it's for the land and that's why they have the land to this day and uh, so Abraham listens on the very day that God says be circumcised he himself gets circumcised he is 99 years old and and Ishmael's 13 and then everybody else I'm sure from well eight days to 
eight days to however old uh, his servants or household was. That so in here he, re he renames Abram Abraham. He renames renames Sarah Sarai Sarah. And there's a the R A H is significant, but I I'm not. Um, it, it's like God God breathed his life into them a new a new beginning a new life a new name um it, it's, it's significant in uh in in that language to it, it's important but i don't know the meaning behind the rah but it's it's very important he says he's gonna he's renaming sarah sarai to sarah and he will bless her and she will indeed be the uh the mother of nations, plural, kings of peoples will come from her. Then Abraham, followed, this is where he laughed. He thought he, he couldn't find that. Um, he said it, he fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, "Will I? Will a child be born to a man a hundred years old?" And Sarah, 90, 90 years old, and God says. Well, he tries to say, can you please bless Ishmael? He's been born. He's trying to give the blessing to Ishmael. And God says, no. I've been, he doesn't say here, but he's been telling Abraham that he's going to have a descendant through Sarah. But, you know, he, he, Sarah hasn't got pregnant yet. But he says, I, you're, no, I'm giving, you, I'm giving you a son through Sarah. And you shall call him Isaac. And through Isaac, I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. And then he goes on to say his blessing over Ishmael. Uh, so here he tells uh, uh, Abraham, you're going to have a child through Sarah. And then at this point, he goes back up to heaven. And then he does all the circumcision. I hope I've made sense. It, sometimes I'll I'll mention to you guys that I it makes sense in my in my own little noggin, but I don't know everything. I've also said the Bible is so broad. God, it nobody knows everything. That's why we continue reading about him and grow in, more intimate in our relationship with him. It's not I don't go about studying the Bible. I read from beginning to end and I start again beginning to end see what God then reveals to me the next time I read and if we read from the beginning to end things start clicking and making sense more so than they did the last time one reads so the more we read the more God reveals of himself to us and opens our ears and our eyes to more information but he's never going to give us all the information he he never i i don't think anybody will ever know everything and i didn't go to seminary i i i did have not studied the bible as many of the preachers that have gone to seminary and they they've learned all that they they've learned but I'm thinking that the more we read, the more God reveals to a person individually. And we don't have to know everything to preach Jesus to people. We don't, we don't have to know everything. I don't, I will never claim to know everything. I fumble my words. I may not pronounce words correctly. 
reading the Bible is humbling because there are names and cities and even words that sometimes I'm like, I got to look that up. It's person has to <laughs> uh, really, it's again, it's humbling, humbling to read the word of God. I've not seen that more clearer than in Bible study with my family when we're all reading and we're all, we all come upon, we are uh, in the book of Acts and there are many, many, many biblical cities in there, many, many names of people in there. And we, I just, you know, okay, I have come on before where I do want to pronounce names and cities and, and everything correctly. But I'm rethinking that now because reading the Holy Bible with my family, it people pause and then they, they almost, I can hear it in their voice like, ah, they're almost, they almost sound a little embarrassed. And so I am rethinking that I'm not, this, this holds us up. This holds us up in reading and continuing reading the meaning of, of what God is trying to say. He's not going to give us a, a bad mark or bad review. I don't believe if we don't pronounce a word correctly or name correctly or a city incorrectly. I, I mean, we just have to do our best. So as I continue reading from the Holy Bible, I, I'm not going to, unless it's one or two cities and it's easy for me to look up and try to pronounce them correctly, I'll do that. But again, since I've been in this Bible study and I see how family members struggle, and I do too, and it's like, well, I don't really know how to pronounce that unless I look it up. And I think we get a lot further and people get more confident in their reading and they're not so much concentrating on pronouncing a word, but listening to what God is saying as, as they're reading, because we've got to hear what we're reading, right? Before I sign off, I just want to make a quick mention of earlier. I had mentioned that I didn't know the significance of what it meant when God added R-A-H to Abram. Abraham and Sarah's names, I meant the letter H. He adds the H to Abraham and Sarah. I don't know what that truly means because I've not researched it much, but I do know that before he, before Abram was Abraham, he, God had said he's a father of a great nation. And then when he adds, when he changes Abram's name to Abraham, then he states in chapter 17 that he is a, will be a father of many nations. The same goes for Sarai. Her name means princess. And when the, when God changes her name to Sarah, then she is now princesses, meaning she'll be the mother of many nations. Only God knows what he does, but I also want to mention that Jesus, the Saul of Tarsus, Jesus names the born-again Saul to the Apostle Paul. 
So God changes people when they, when they become born again. And then also the great apostle Peter, Jesus changed his name. His name was Cephas and now he's Peter. It's this thing of God, God does, he, he changes names. I just love that he does that. And I also wanted to add that in verse, I guess it was verse two, where he, God says, walk before me and be blameless. I wanted to just touch on that a little bit because in this chapter, we know that 13 years have gone by because now Ishmael's being circumcised in the flesh at 13 years old. So I wonder if Abram hadn't been walking uh, blameless before the Lord. And now he is, and he is establishing this new covenant with Abraham. I also want to know Abraham started calling Sarah, Sarah, when God changed her name. Immediately, Sarai was no longer, <laughs> that name was not used anymore. It was Sarah. So anyway, I wanted to just make that little update there. I probably fumbled my words even more so. And that's okay. I've said before, that will not <laughs> stop me from going forward and reading and sharing what I know from our precious Lord and Savior, what he what he has shown me, I will show you time and time again. Again, I'm I'm I don't know everything. So the song again, There Was Jesus by Zach Williams and Dolly Parton. I hope that you listen to the song. It's a couple years old at least. Very powerful song because Jesus has always been there. We just have to ask him invite him into our hearts he has he is he stands at the door and knocks but in my life before becoming born again i i can look back and go gosh he he was there he was there he was always there waiting for me to have a relationship with him but he was always there much love to all. Until next time. Bye.